Fridge Guys. All right, welcome back to episode eight of the Fridge Guys podcast, uh, hosted here, um, Dane Patton, in my uh, horror man cave uh, basement studio. Um, this episode, is this episode eight or seven or nine? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll post it here pretty soon and I'll look at the numbers, but uh, I am joined tonight by Eric and Travis, the owners of Moran's Liquor Works. Hello. Cheers. That first one was Eric. Say say hello, Eric. Yes, hello. There's Eric and now it's Travis. Hello, Tra- this is Travis. <laughs> <laughs> say hello, Travis. Hello, Travis. <laughs> Well, excited to have you guys here on the next episode of the Fridge Guys podcast. Um, if you're not aware, this is just a podcast I do, just kind of uh, try to encourage people um, to visit our, our local beer scene. Um, we've got so many great places here in Lincoln. I mean, we really are kind of blessed with how many different places we have in, in breweries and you know, you guys were some people I wanted to have on this for a while. Um, when I got started, you guys were one of the first people I thought of because when I think of craft beer scene, um, I think of Moran's Liquor Works. I feel like you guys were some of the pioneers to get some of this, you know, to, to get to where we are here in Lincoln right now. So I uh, just wanted to come uh, have you guys on the podcast. We're going to drink a few beers you know on the fridge guys podcast i always have a fridge here that i pull (laughs) beers out of but you guys showed up with a few beers so i appreciate that um thanks for having me absolutely yeah so we've got a crowler here uh moran's liquor works crowler this is a cross strain super juice yes it's a fantastic beer i haven't i actually haven't drank it since probably they first released it yeah this is uh it's drinking great get a lot of uh orangey citrusy out of it oh wow that's that's drinking pretty damn good yeah 9.8 percent you'd never know it Mm -mm. why'd you guys decide to to fill that and bring that with you well i'd say um we kind of you know talked about uh how local is a is a big deal and uh we always try to feature something local in our tap room for our uh, crawlers and growlers to go, and uh, this happened to be one of the ones that was on tonight. Uh, that's from Nebraska, and uh, one of our favorites, uh, Cross Strains, one of the newer breweries to the market, to the area, and uh, they're also probably one of the ones that are hitting it out of the park uh, with all of their beers, but specifically their hoppy stuff. Yeah, their IPA game is... Um, on point, yeah. Yes, it's very on point. I mean, what you know, we talked a couple episodes ago. They won second in uh, what was a hazy IPA category mm-hmm. at Great American yeah, well, Beer Fest. Well over two hundred beers entered in that category. I yeah, think. it was the most ever recorded, and that was the first time that was ever recorded in that category yes. too. And their beers drinks great, and they're also their marketing, like their artwork, their design, their theme behind it. It's all really neat how they their packaging just is sharp and catches your eye in the door and and, and good guys we've uh, yeah drank with them before too and, oh uh, yeah yep uh, every time i see them at beer fest or beer events and stuff like that they're they're awesome yeah that's 
That'd be one place that we need to take the Fridge Guys podcast to when they have an event up there. Yes. That'll be a... Might have to stay <laughs> in <laughs> Omaha. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. uh, last time you guys heard the Fridge Guys podcast, we were at Chomperado Day. <laughs> and that uh, that was an <laughs> impressive outing by Colby and the crew over there at White Elm. Chomperado and Caferado were fantastic beers. That event was amazing. Sorry to the listeners out there that it wasn't a uh, fantastically sounding episode, <laughs> but it was a, a giant arena and 200 plus people in, in White Elm Tap Room. It was loud. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, we're drinking 13% beers, so people start to get a little louder than they should. <laughs> yes, that happens fast. But uh, Moran's Liquor Works. So, you know, I've known you guys for a while, but I don't know how you guys became the owners of it or how, you know, how it got started. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll be happy to, but. <laughs> yeah, I can talk. Uh, we've, uh, let's see, it'll be 13 years in October. Prior to that, it was Cheryl's Liquor Works. And, uh, our father worked there in the 80s when we moved from Schuyler, Nebraska. And then uh, after my grandfather passed away, my gran- my grandfather and grandmother owned a liquor store in uh, Schuyler. And when my grandpa passed away, they uh, they moved, grandma moved here and started working for Cheryl at the liquor store and was there for quite a few years. And then uh, I started working there in college when I was 19. And then around after we graduated college, that's when the opportunity of buying uh, Cheryl's came about. And Dad and I and Eric and talked about it, and we decided let's let's give our hands at it, and that's what what came about. Wow! So your dad your dad worked there. Like when did he start working there? No, probably like eighty six. Yeah, yeah. I uh, worked there so for like a few years. Thirty three years ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yes. What what was Cheryl's Liquor Works back then? Like what 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 did it look like? I mean, it's not a huge place, so uh no, back then it was a a happen happening place back in 86. Yeah. Uh there was even a liquor store right, right. around the corner. Uh but that was back before grocery stores had beer, uh, oh, before yeah. gas stations had beer. So there was lots of independent liquor stores all over town um in Austin close to each other and uh, but the selection not only in Lincoln but in the, in all across the United States uh, especially in beer but even in spirits and, and wine was so so much less that uh, that you just didn't need a lot of room because it was more about volume and, and not a lot of offerings I mean even the big three yeah, they, uh, had. they didn't have 18 packs yeah. and <laughs> And 24 packs, and six and packs, and... Three packages you know. to choose from, three beers to choose from. Sure. But I had 40s, and you had, uh, what, 12 packs. Yeah, <laughs> and not that many options of those no. packages. Maybe outside of those, um, and, uh, you know, the Falstaffs, and, and those, you had maybe a Lowenbrow, if you were lucky, Heineken, and... Yeah. You know, so that was that was when your dad was there. Then you you started working there when you were nineteen. Uh-huh. When did you start over there, Eric? I started uh, after we had bought after it. You, after you purchased it. Yeah. So so oh yeah. six is that yep. when you guys? Yep. Oh, yep. Perfect. Um, so back in oh six, I I still wasn't. No, nope, I couldn't drink legally <laughs> then. 
No, wait, could I? Yeah, I think I could. I don't know how old I am. But uh, I wasn't frequenting liquor stores back then if I was just, you know, 20 or 21, whatever I was. Um, so what 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 did it look like back, back then in 2006? 2006, it was probably... Uh on its last leg, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty slim pickings. Yeah, uh, for several reasons. Uh, one, because of the competition that had moved in after uh, gas stations and grocery stores sure. had started to sell. Uh, one, from an owner that had uh, put a, a lot of years in and probably had uh, not as much effort sure. left. She, she checked out the last checked few years. Out, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and then just uh, the selection, it was kind of like on the, you know, 06 was on the cusp of, uh, of a, a big boom in, in craft beer. Um, and so there wasn't a, a lot of craft beer in the store when we purchased it. And that's kind of where we saw an, an opportunity. Uh, but even on those lines, there wasn't a lot of... A lot of to, to choose from. No. Even cooler space because the place wasn't built to have a selection. Uh, it didn't have a lot of even cooler space that we we had to add that into the space. So. Sure. So, like, I'm just guessing what it looks like now. Was the coolers on the far, you know, the, the wall when you walk in the door, the ones you see, were those the f- only ones that were there? or Where the mix and match is now, so okay. to the left, is the only cooler only, that was there. And those doors weren't there. They were half that size. The doors were, yeah, they were 1950s doors that were, like, 12 inches wide. <laughs> um that we started with and mm-hmm. we used for quite a while but uh, we just added a bunch of three door like two and three door reach-ins mm-hmm. and then eventually we purchased the bigger walk-in where it ha- currently has like more of the domestic bigger packages sure. where you walk straight into it yeah yeah anyway, installed that and uh, you know just kept adding and then uh, saw that uh, mix and match we've seen at, at several places um outside of Lincoln and uh, we thought well that's really cool because one we were into discovering beer and the best way to discover beer is you know one of the, if you can, if you can get six different beers in one trip then that's a, a oh. time well spent and so we we're like well that we like that so other people are probably gonna like that and two in order to get more beer in a cooler if you can just single it in one row uh, and hope that they don't want all of the same one and train them to uh, pick from several different ones. Well, that helps us with space, too. So we just started off uh, in a three-door cooler, oh, yeah. and it started expanding from there. But so it was kind of a... In o- yeah, in like 06, the, the largest, the main like six-pack that was being built and like getting, it was lining kugels. Yeah. Lining oh, kugels, yeah. yeah, was the was the main one that was everybody going after on the craft side. Everybody was making their mixed six-pack. So yeah. were you guys kind of like maybe the originator of that mixed six-pack here, maybe? Maybe in Lincoln, maybe in Lincoln. we were the f- yeah. especially the first cold one. Yeah. 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 I mean, because when I think of Moran's, I mean, that's what I think of is mix and match. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started drinking craft beer, I was like... This place is amazing. Like I, I would. I mean, you guys probably remember. I come in once a week and grab a six pack. Sometimes it was multiple times because I have a drinking problem. But <laughs> grab a six pack and come home. And sometimes I'd drink all six of them that day. Or maybe take me two days. But yeah. uh, that way I would understand, you know, what I like to drink. Yeah. Uh, and it's everything. But uh, that's 
and then slowly after that, I started realizing there was other places just starting to to do that. But I feel like you guys were the originators of that that mix six pack because high V's didn't have that. No, they didn't. Definitely didn't have them cold. Yeah, and some of them don't have them cold now. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I think still to this day, I think we have the the largest. Mix and match in Lincoln. I'm, I'm just going to throw a number out. Is it over 600 different beers they have that, that are sitting there? Uh, it's 450 in the in the, in the the mix and match door. Mm-hmm. And then you have all the, the bombers and stuff. That are cold. That behind. are cold behind it. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. incredible. So, what, you said thir- 13 years now? Oh, yeah. It'll be 13 in October. Yep. October. You guys going to have a big... Party for thirteen? No, it was. <laughs> I can't believe it'll be thirteen. It just seemed like ten years ago that we were celebrating with uh, uh, your brother. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was at Imperial. Yeah, yeah. at Imperial. Yeah. Wow. Um. Also, the so so that was like the the end of uh, Tour de Brew, right? Yes. Yep. So how yeah. how did that get started? Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, you know, we'll jump in together, but uh, it all started in uh, when Deschutes came to town. To launch Deschutes. Uh, to launch. Uh, they came to town with one of the best launches ever. Uh, and uh, I don't remember the gentleman's name because now it's been almost six years ago. But uh, he had come to ahead of time to uh, prepare for the launch and get some events going in that. And this is long before we had the tap room or anything like that. And uh, they uh, had he had this idea of let's do a bike ride. Do you guys know any any bike shops? And we were like, yeah, some of the our best customers are over at CycleWorks. Cycle and uh, so we he hooked up with CycleWorks, and he kind of did the the uh, footwork after that of finding bars and uh, organizing they, different tappings at different bars. Yeah, and we and then we started at. Moran's and then headed over to Cycle Works yep. and we went on downtown. And uh, this was in October, and we had so much fun that night. <laughs> yep. After a few, we were like, "We got it. We got to do this, man. This is sweet." <laughs> and it'll be a good reason to get together once a month, team up with a bunch of cyclists, and drink beers and see what we can do with the community. And that's kind of what we how we started it. Yeah, so we kicked around that winter on uh, what what we should do and then, then that next spring when summer we started off with we branded it as tour to brew worked with the the cycle works guys and uh you know we started off that we would go to at moran's and then go to cycle works then we'd go to a place to eat as a group and then we'd go to another place to uh to just kind of finish the night off and do and the give raffles all, give all the raffles some somewhere in that I think second year, uh, we yeah. went, we started we ended up at a place in the Haymarket where all of a sudden we had 80, 90 riders oh. and uh, nope. the kitchen was overwhelmed and I had to just stand out and I was like you guys can't come in here yeah. go eat somewhere and we'll all meet back up at the bar and so then we it gradually grew we were like all right we had to take that third stop and you just go anywhere you want to because not any one place can handle all of us to eat at the same time and then yeah. uh and then uh, then we settled uh here more th- most recently uh empyrean has been a great host for us uh at, to finish the night off and uh, we've you know ha- we've hit some riders some rides over 200 people now in the community wow. uh, i'd say our average is probably about 150 50. but and over the last uh, six or five years, right? This will be the sixth year. Yeah. Five years, we've raised 
like Probably pushing forty forty thousand dollars for local charities. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I always I always know when it's going on because you drive down A Street and there's just bikes everywhere. <laughs> it's, it is neat to see everybody going down because I drive from Cycle Works downtown after I we sell all the uh, sell the kegs at uh, Cycle Works. And then you're driving downtown, and then you're just all the bike lanes are just packed. Yeah. It's just crazy. And that uh, once that gets started again, it'll be April. April. Yep. It was April through October. You do it once September, a month. April September, April through September. Yeah. yeah. And it gets gets a little chilly in October. Yeah, and it starts to get dark. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the big thing. Yeah, it's traditionally a Thursday night event. So sure. One, just once a month, right? Once a month, yes. Yeah. Every third Thursday, April through September. Perfect. I know one thing, like with your guys' social media, you guys are you guys always have events going on because the, that ta- the tap room always has something going on now. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that's something I want to talk about is, so at what point did you guys have the idea of putting in that tap room? Well, it was was really generated by uh the law change a lot sure laws in nebraska changing um and then a lot of uh research and discovery yes um that landed us back to our current footprint Footprint. and and said hey why don't we just take this space that is uh where it's just storing stuff stuff in and let's kind of redesign it and do the best that we can with it and this this neighborhood and this the people that know us already are already treating us really well and and maybe by giving them a little bit more of what they already like uh they'll continue to to treat us well and and go down this path with us and so we decided to just uh invest in in our current space current footprint was the big thing There was all sorts of ideas, and we were like, well, why would we do anything outside the footprint when we already have a good footprint here? Sure. And that's when we were sitting on buckets in the back room <laughs> with our uh, uh, cousin cousin who, who did the remodel for us, uh, Nate's Custom Homes. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he's like, I don't know, guys, this is pretty small <laughs> space. We're like, well, let's, let's see what we can come up with, man. Let's just try it. <laughs> And he drew up some cool stuff, and we're like, well, let's run with this, and let's see what we can do. And we honestly thought it was going to be like, a, you know, try some stuff and get a crowler or a growler to go and, and then just kind of leave. But it's been it's been that, but it's also been more of a on-premise thing, where it's, which is cool because we get to have a more educational and build a relationship with customers versus just when a customer comes in, they buy a six-pack or, you know, and they leave. This way, you get to serve them a beer and ask, start to learn what they really like, and so it's been fun. Oh, I, and I always I love that I think I was one of the first people in the door there. Yeah, when yeah. you guys opened up that yeah. tap room because I was like, this is the best idea I've ever heard of. Like you guys already are like the leaders in the craft beer selection, and now I can just sit back here and drink it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it's been fun. 12 taps and i'm amazed like how much beer you guys go through back there like you guys are tapping different stuff almost every single day yeah 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 we're uh, always trying and working with lots of uh, good suppliers and um 
and customers are just coming back to and enjoying what what these producers are making and I mean uh, I wouldn't say it's been easy but it's been it's fun and the customers are are why we do what we do they dictate everything, everything. that we do is because of the consumer so yeah and and I you know you you treat them right it seems like you have some sort of event going on or now you have have the rewards program going on and now there's like game nights where you can get prizes and stuff yeah. like that how that's something something fairly relatively new that you guys start with last year or so the whole rewards program what, yeah. what's what's that about yeah it was always a goal of ours uh but to do it as a small business was never uh, super easy. F- super easy uh but uh, my previous experience in corporate world uh was with cabela's and their their credit card that rewarded their their customers and i knew how how fanatic cabela's customers were and how the awards um benefited them the the experience and uh for, for years and years we talked about how could we implement that in a way that would uh benefit both of us the customers and, and the business and uh, anyway we've finally uh, landed on a, a product through square that allowed us to do that and it's been a lot of fun and, a, and a, an easy transition and uh, I think uh, our core customers have, are enjoying the the experience because it's seamless so you just earn points yeah, we're already <laughs> spending money there and yeah. we get a little back, back yeah. yes <laughs> yep and what what are these game nights? So the game nights that you guys have on, you get a you get a win points towards you win those? points towards those. Yep. So I haven't been able to make it out to one of those. What are the game nights about? Yes, it's on the the fire stick. It's a I don't even know the. <laughs> so name we of use it. a it, it's called a Jackbox. Yeah, that's what it is. And it, there's about oh, yeah. five different games. One of the most popular ones is called uh, Fibbage, and um, so just show up with your smartphone and. Uh, you can watch the screen, and the uh, tap tender will uh, get a game started, and then you just sign in through a web browser, and then that's your controller, your smartphone is. Oh wow! And uh, play about a twenty-minute game with the patrons in the tap room, and then uh, the top three pri- winners, if or players, if there's uh, oh, I think we say more than five of you, you all get a prize. If there's less than five of you, then just the winner gets a, a sure. prize. And some loyalty points added to your account. Wow. Another cool thing that we just started adding to the tap room also is uh, you can now co- get a beer out of the mix and match. Yes, I, did. I took advantage of that on Saturday and, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can do uh, and, and or and or a bomber also and split that. And we also started. Uh, some spirits we have some bourbons and some scotches and some wine now and so that's been pretty fun too to add that to the back yeah the the evolution of the tap room has been really fun like just the fact that that you guys had taps in a liquor store and we could drink there was was incredible and i i have some buddies over in connecticut and they asked me one one day they do another podcast heavy drinking podcast and they they said what's your favorite place to drink i said moran's liquor works <laughs> and they're like what's that so that's a liquor store like 
you can drink at your liquor stores? It's like, well, they, they have taps in the back, and now you can't drink liquor there, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're like, we want to move to Nebraska. <laughs> like, it's just incredible. So uh, we I finished off that cross-strain super juice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and open up, you know, year two crowler from oh, White Elm. So we're gonna we're gonna jump it up. Uh, yeah. Uh, Colby brought this on his podcast. We never got around to drinking it because we also drank a whole Champarado uh, <laughs> growler, and it was just a little didn't, didn't need two big boy stouts right next to each other. But I want to thank you, Colby, for providing me with this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm gonna go ahead and share Thanks, it with a, some good friends here. I don't know for as many trees that Colby gets to hand out all the time, I don't know what he actually sells. <laughs> I think he's always coming around. Around giving cool <laughs> treats out. Yeah, he's definitely giving out some cool <laughs> treats, but uh, he was making a little bit of money there at Chomperado Day. So, um, I I just like I I could probably talk about how sweet this tap room is for for hours, but. Um, I, I guess go back to kind of start. Like, are you guys originally from Lincoln, or where are you guys from? Uh, yeah, I'd say originally from Lincoln. I mean, I was, we were born in Fremont, but I think we. I don't even know when did we move from Skylar to Lincoln. <laughs> so I was. Uh, I did kindergarten in uh, Skylar, and uh, so until I was six, and I'm four years older than Travis. So he was two. We moved to Lincoln. Uh, oh, so. so. Yeah. Ever since you can remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we grew up about two and a half, three blocks from where we're sitting now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. From the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, wow. So, That's... yeah, we're uh, both East High graduates. Sure. Yeah. That's where my son's going to go East. I was the first uh, seventh grade class at Lux, which I think your son's at yeah. Lux, right? Yeah. yeah. He's an eighth grader at Lux right now. Which is is just awesome. I mean, you guys are are born and bred pretty much here from from Lincoln from the get go, yeah, yeah. and you have this awesome establishment that that's like. Do you know when when that place opened before? Like, how old is that building? Yeah, uh, I don't know the exact date, but it's around the sixties. Yeah, late. Uh, most recently there were some uh, photos posted. To one of those uh, Facebook groups of uh, you know you're from Lincoln or something oh, yeah. like that yeah. uh, of the corner and uh, it was the rest of the stuff was there but our building wasn't it yet. was a house and that was in oh. the, that was in the fifties uh, hmm. so I think it, so it was the A Street er- Market was there yeah yep yep so and uh, which it was of course not called that but uh, so I, I think. Somewhere around 1960. 60 is, I think, is right when it was. Yeah. And it was built uh, as a liquor store. Yeah, by, by the grocery store, because at that time... It you was, couldn't you buy couldn't liquor in the grocery store. Yeah, so they started them, their own. Had them separate. Oh, that's a good so, idea. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, going back even further in our Lincoln history, our, our dad is from Lincoln. He graduated from Lincoln High and lived on 40th Street right over uh, 40th and J. No. So right in our, the Moran's neighborhood and uh, a lot of his classmates, he went to St. Teresa's for a while, which is right on the, right in the neighborhood. And sure. uh, so a lot of his classmates, old classmates are uh, still in the neighborhood. And uh, that's been fun for him and us to, to get to know them and 
you know, he his father was the uh, general manager of the Anheuser-Busch distributorship uh, known today as Quality, but from, oh, probably about 1955 to 1976-ish. And so our dad grew up with his dad being in the, the, business. In the business uh, in the on the distributor side uh, before he went on to open his own retail side. And uh, the funny thing is that we meet a lot of people through that old world stuff but uh where i was trying to get to is one of our favorite distributors now is uh matt dinges with good life yeah and uh his dad is uh stan uh, stan, stan yeah another good guy owned a bar stan's uh, lounge yeah uh, neighbors lounge. our neighbors, neighbors, yeah. neighbors lounge. there, there yeah. was a stan's lounge. Yeah. yeah one, one of and my his friends. parents before that had a, a bar downtown <laughs> stan's, i mean he's stan's third, dead his his dad did and so stan matt's dad remembered our grandpa selling his dad uh <laughs> beer and so so our grandpa used to sell matt's grandpa beer now matt sells so us beer. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> yes so yeah matt dinges he comes up on this podcast quite a bit i'm <laughs> yeah. gonna have to get him to come on sometime and and talk a little bit there's a guy who's honestly changed the, the lincoln beer scene for the better man his uh distributorship is it really has changed the Lincoln beer scene ginormously in the last uh, two years. Yeah, the the um, amount of different breweries that we can get here now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we see Cantillon sometimes now because of Matt and yeah. uh, Fontaine because of Matt, and like just last week he did a pretty sick drop of uh, Nightmare. Yeah. And, uh, and those those things went pretty quick. Oh, they're like, gone. Yeah. No, nobody really knew what they were <laughs> when they first got there. Like these freaking cans are badass. Artwork was <laughs> sick. Yes. Yeah. And then like, then we open them up and we're like, "This beer is awesome." Yeah. And they, they only have three beers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen those kind of in the social media world, just people asking for them left and right. And I sent I sent uh, Matt a message that first day that you guys posted those. And it's like, what are these about? He's like, that's ah, a gypsy brewery out of New York. <laughs> New York, yeah. He's like, I still got two cases, and I'm sure those got dropped off just last week. So. Yeah, it was. It went quick. It was cool. We do have one of uh, uh, one of the nightmares on tap right now. Yeah, you're the guys we only got to get the cake, weren't you? I did. I don't know for sure, but we, uh, I think so. Yeah, it's that uh, what the hell's called windless of Aramis or yeah, something like yep, that. Yeah, it's yep. fruited goes. It was very good. Very good. That's why I came in on Saturday just to drink that because you guys tapped on Saturday yeah. and uh, tapped something. Oh, that uh, French toast. The French toast. The decadent, I, yeah, yeah. decadent French yeah. toast. But then I was, you know, sitting there with a buddy, John, and uh, like, man, White Elm just dropped the s'more stout good turn. So I went into the back, grabbed one off the shelf. Kelly opened it, and uh, or it wasn't Kelly. It was uh, the other guy with the beard. What the heck is his name? Alex. Alex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alex opened it up, poured us in some glasses. We drank that, and then went back and got Champ because yeah. that just came out. and yeah. It's just fantastic. Like, I could sit there all day and drink something. <laughs> yes, it's neat. And I drink a lot of different beers. Yeah. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great time, and I feel like every time you go into the tap room – you know you find somebody you know or an old friend or hell even a new friend a lot of the times one of my best friends i met sitting at the tap room tap, yeah so it's a good time which is a, a pretty cool part about the tap room is it's so small and there's 
you you only have the option to talk to the guy or the gal next to you because they're sitting right there. Yeah, they're, they're almost on They're your on lap. top of you. So <laughs> depending you, on how busy it is, they yes. might be on your lap. Yes. So there's a so that part of it's pretty neat and you like when you're back there when it's when it's really packed and there's a lot of things going on, you notice that no one really has like their phone out and like no. doing all, you know, whatever Eddie does these days and checking, you know, do all that stuff. They're like they're talking to the person next to him. So that that part of it's pretty cool, I think. Yeah. And a lot of times we're just talking about beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's which just, is the whole point. So yeah. that's and I mean, people aren't in there talking politics or not talking about you know this and that. What people complain about half the time, they're just having a good time, enjoying their neighbors, and mm-hmm. talking about great. Lo- lots of times, local craft beer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys normally have you know three or four locals on all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Try to for sure. I d- you know, another thing to mention, there's so many things to talk about Lincoln's craft beer scene, but uh, as we're on the topic is that transition into adding the tap room and tasting room and uh, has benefited us in, in really good employees too. Uh, and, the, and the Lincoln community came to us and, and wanted to work for us. And so we've got some really good guys, we feel like. Yeah, we've uh, been super lucky. That... Uh, are both uh, knowledgeable and uh, and just all around good guys and good workers that um, has uh, really helped because in the early days uh, it was just Travis and I and one old guy yeah not, not our dad <laughs> not our dad <laughs> uh, another guy uh, Mason another, Mason a, a long time uh, Lincoln fam- Knight famous, famous Lincoln famous Knight Lincoln Knight but he was in his eighties and he'd do a couple of hours in the afternoon to so we could take a little bit of a break, break but uh, yeah. yeah but uh, so it's been. It's it's been a really fun journey adding that and uh, the the benefits on so many different levels have been uh, a lot of. How long tremendous. has Patrick been with you guys? Uh, coming up on four be, years. Yeah, it'll be four years, I believe. Yeah, yeah. we were just me and him were just talking about yeah. the other day. Actually, probably closer to five. Five, I think. Yeah, yeah man, we couldn't remember so. neither. Or, <laughs> me or Patrick couldn't really remember either, but I, well, because it'll be three years that the, the tap room's, uh, room's been, been open. And it, it took us a good year of planning. planning. So. so yeah, it's it's coming up on five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because he's a he's a a very helpful face every time you go in there. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a great guy. I love Patrick. Yes. And and you talk about the people that you know were working there in the tap room. I mean, when the first tap room, you know, we had Tim, um, and then you had Josh. Yes. And, and those are guys that have been on this podcast for because they, you know, they had a brainchild. Sit, sitting at your guys' tap room one night, like they want to open up a tap room. Yeah, and now they're off and running with poor craft beer and spirits, and yes, it's fantastic. Yes, yeah, they're doing and a good job. And good for happy. those guys, man. Yeah. We're happy for them, and but that kind of more alludes to the community part that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, so many people that we've met. We, you know, we, of course we knew Tim and Josh before. Uh, just through the craft beer scene, sure. Through the scene, uh, both as uh, customers and outside of that, uh, I met had met Tim long before, uh, back before we were even really selling a lot of craft beer. Yeah. But he was a, a home brewer, and he was always looking for stuff. And so, as we started adding more stuff, he was one of those guys that was like, "Give keep, me more, keep, keep, keep coming, keep coming." Yeah. And uh, yeah, I and, think he when he was on here, he said he started brewing like in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. been doing it a long time. And so he was, and he and he was uh, 
he still is, I believe, uh, a, a big Beard. participant in the Lincoln Loggers. And so he, him and the and some of the other guys that he brought into Moran's uh, introduced us to the Lincoln Loggers. And uh, we've never been actively home brewers with them, but we've gotten to know those guys really well. And uh, all of the loggers are have been great customers, and we've tried to support them in things like the Sowers Cup and things like that. But uh, and then you know, same with Josh. Uh, he he's a very good guy in in looking for the uh, at the time the the big catches and stuff. And yeah. and he was helping me decide what to bring in and that those kind of oh, things. Oh yeah. so. yeah. He's definitely knowledgeable with all the beer out there in the yeah. entire world, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, and and what what he's doing, I can't be more happy for him with yeah. what's going on over there. It's it's a great great venue. It's they got high class uh, or high end spirits, and yep. um, they I mean they have twenty four taps that are constantly rotating. So mm-hmm. it's and a good they, time. Uh, but uh, you know, other people like uh, Jim from Empyrean. Uh, they're celebrating their 21st year of beer school, I think, this yeah. last year, this Which, last Monday. Uh, I spent a summer working for the Laszlo's and yeah. uh, was encouraged to go attend beer school that summer. And uh, guys like Jim are the ones that started introducing me. And I was spending that whole summer uh, working at Laszlo's to save money for a backpacking trip to Europe. And this was when I was 21, 22. And uh, so... I was learning about beer, going to beer school, working at Laszlo's, and then I spent 30 days drinking beer <laughs> across <laughs> Europe, and I didn't have the knowledge that I have now, uh, so I didn't know exactly what it was that I was drinking, but all of that came together, and when, when I got home, uh, it was only a, a few short years later that we bought Moran's, and uh, all of that plays a role, and now I've gotten to know Jim so well and the other guys at Imperian and you know before Zipline was Zipline Marcus was bringing his homebrew to us and uh, really uh, you know I've gotten to sit on on a, a tasting panel at, at Zipline for a couple of years uh, and uh, Colby at White Elm and you know all the guys in the local scene uh, Sam has Sam been, that just opened uh, Cosmic Eye that's been a great friend and customer um so it's, it's it's a it's a huge community i guess no oh, yeah and here in a couple of weeks you guys will be having some of sam's beer on the shelf I yeah bet. yes he just started uh, uh, canon today yes he so started posting cool. pictures so you'll be getting those cosmic eye brews here in just a couple of weeks which is going to be pretty exciting yes it'll be exciting to see what the last i don't know five years in lincoln has been pretty crazy for craft craft breweries yeah and i i hope it stays crazy <laughs> not i don't not, not necessarily so much as like keep opening crazy sure. but that all the breweries continue to push their limits and really see think outside the box and do what they have to do and like not and just see where it goes <clears throat> um, it'll be really fun for me for here yeah uh when we were at uh to white elm we had there's uh, a couple partners that uh, are looking to open up another brewery in like the South Haymarket area called Red Iron Brewing. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, 
There's, I think they still need another investor or two, and they're still looking for a home brewer, or not a home brewer, but a, a, a brewmaster, a head brewer. But uh, that he he was he knew his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he he uh, he has a plan that that he really wants to get get going with, and I guess they've been part of the, the Brewers Guild and have you know their LLC and they have all this stuff. They're just I think they're still waiting on a little bit more funding before they can really get going, but. He said they have the the place that they want to open up in and all that kind of stuff. So just another brewery to look forward to in the craft beer community here yeah, in Nebraska. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you guys think of this year two stout? It is drinking awesome. Yeah, it's so good. It's Kobe just kills it with this stout. Oh, I mean, wait, kills it what are you guys doing? You left some in the crowler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got a, take a little bit more. You guys can drink some of that it's got a little bit of everything going on in there. yeah oh it's fudgy got awesome barrel notes you get a little bit of that maple sweetness because yeah. that that maple barrel it was in it's everything from tobacco to marshmallow yeah <laughs> yeah you really do yeah that's so good i'm so i'm glad i saved this and didn't drink it that <laughs> night with cole i mean we could have, but yeah. he was yeah. already telling me that this was the latest he's ever stayed up in like the last like <laughs> month and a half or whatever. So. It was good. Yeah. Oh, so you are also a big part of the Lincoln Beer Week, right? Yeah, uh, I haven't been as active, but uh, I was definitely one of the uh, founders, I would say, of it. Sure. Uh, I wasn't the founder i think that came up with uh die and maybe mark and craig but uh well i was one of the first officers and uh we as morans uh participated uh heavily to to in the beginning and and, and have continued, continued to, participate, to be sure participate in that well and, and so what what year is this for lincoln beer week because it's Maybe four years? Yeah, I would think it's probably more like five Five right? years? Because so, we've done the app for two. two. We did the, pa- the paper passport for one. For so one. I think this will be the fifth. And then we did, and the, there was a time where With like we did two in one year because the bars, we we were doing it in football season, and they oh. then they didn't like football season, so we, yeah. we did it again right away in the spring. And oh. But, uh, it's yeah. A, it's a hell of a week, but it's a it's a it's a pretty fun week. <laughs> yeah, that's, but it but it is a hell of a week. There is so much going on, and I don't. I mean, I try to stay heavily involved with the the local community and craft beer, but there's almost too much stuff for me to be involved with. Yeah, yeah you, I think you'll see uh, the more well from Moran's. I think you'll see uh, more of us trying to focus on. Uh, Fewer, more quality and less quantity. Sure, uh, and I think that would probably be good for the whole group to do. Especially because there's just so many places now. Yeah, like, exactly. Like five years ago when this started, there wasn't as many places. Like the last five years has been a huge change. Mm-hmm. So I think you, I think you'll see that, and I think it'd be cool t- to see that honestly, so everybody could do cooler events with less. Less yeah, because I, I mean, I feel like some of them last year were like a tasting at a gas station and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I wasn't gonna yeah. get out to those, but the big events I definitely wanted to get to. Absolutely. The although that, that being said, that uh, our goal 
uh, from uh, is to get beer, craft beer, beer into week. into everybody's mm-hmm. hands, in everyone's hands. So, uh, Lincoln Beer Week, while it is fun for the craft beer enthusiasts, it isn't necessarily meant for the craft beer enthusiasts. Sure, it, it's really supposed to be an educational week. That's so big and so you can't you can't you can't avoid you it. You can't miss it. You know, yeah, that's 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 what it's meant to be. That was its original intent. That even if you don't like craft beer, then maybe you'll hear about it because yeah. you know. Well, and if you don't like craft beer, that just means you didn't find the one that that's right for you yet. Yeah, correct. Because there's something <laughs> out there for you. I guarantee yes. it. And, and that's for sure. Uh, but you'd be surprised at how many people just they don't even. They don't get it. Don't get it, or they, it's, yeah. not, it's not that they haven't found it. They just don't even know that it's a thing yet. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's really that. I, and it's the same. <laughs> I mean, there's people out there that don't really know what Moran's is. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> as as busy as you guys are, and how many loyal customers you have, there's I I've told people like, hey, you want to meet at Moran's? And like, what's what's that? I'm like, well, you're in for a treat now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, and that's the that's something that's common for all independently owned businesses i think and in, in in the craft as craft brewers and independent uh liquor stores that uh that you are constantly using word of mouth mouth and, yeah and uh you're not hitting everybody but uh, well now we're hopefully using the word of podcast <laughs> yes, yes absolutely, absolutely. the internet radio as we call it that's that's one of the, i mean that's one of the main main f- focuses and main reasons that that i decided to do this i mean you know, I try to be out, you know, at different breweries, different bars, drinking craft beer as much as I can, and I try to share craft beer with as many people as I possibly can. And I just, you know, got to a point where, you know, my buddies Mark and Connor with Three Beers Later, they were doing this podcast, and they drink three different beers and talk about topics and stuff like that, and... I, I love those guys and I love that podcast and I've been on it a few times and I was like I really love doing this but like there's there's a platform here that nobody else is really doing out there and let's you know I try to be friends with as many people as I can in this community so let's bring them on the microphones let's talk about their their products let's talk about uh, their businesses and hopefully you know maybe 30 people listen to this maybe 3,000 people listen to this <laughs> yeah. i have no idea but hopefully somebody hears about it and it's like wow i didn't even know that existed and now you're gonna get uh, maybe a new customer that comes in and once they walk in and they see those t- those doors <laughs> and see all the beer in there and then they walk around the corner and like oh my god look at this beautiful bar that's back here they're gonna be hooked yeah, I hope so. Thank you very thank, much. Thank you for having us too. Oh no, sharing I, this wonderful beer from Colby. Yeah, yeah. This is a <laughs> fantastic beer. I loved uh, the year two release, and then when Champarado 2019 came out, it was I was blown away. <laughs> and then I just we were just talking about. It. I was over there. I drank Champ that just came out from White Elm. That's it's really good. I had that on Super Bowl Sunday. It was yeah, great. It's twelve percent beer, same adjuncts or ingredients. What? That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. know it was twelve <laughs> percent. 
Yeah, that the s'mores one. That's only six percent. <laughs> that's what I. All right. Yeah, it, the champ is twelve percent. Champarado is like thirteen and yeah. a half or something like that. But it's all the same ingredients. You know, the guajillo chilies, the uh, cinnamon, the vanilla, and the, the cacao nibs. But it's just not barrel aged. Yeah. And it was a. It's a tasty beer. I see you brought you brought one of the first cans from First Street Brewing out of Hastings with you when yes when, when you walked in I I didn't even know that they were canning and you just let me know that they just started canning yeah we just got it dropped uh dropped the cans on uh, yesterday Monday yeah that's have you guys been out to to First Street in Hastings yeah we uh, we have we actually uh, was it this last summer yeah for uh, Lincoln Beer Week. Uh, we prior to Lincoln Beer Week, we went out and uh, brewed with uh, Nathan, and uh, we uh, had a specialty keg, I guess, that we brewed for us. We uh, split off a, a batch of their, uh, I think it was called East 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 Wheat East Wheat East Wheat. Uh, East wheat yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I do remember that. That we uh, that we then, uh, which is a. Uh, a wheat beer with uh, lime tree leaves in it. Yeah. I can't cough coffer limes. Huh? Is that yeah, uh, and we, a thing? We snapped all the leaves when we were brewing <laughs> yeah. the beer. I know that much. They, and, they put uh, you to work, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> kind of dry hops it with this lime flavor. And then uh, we took some of that and put it into a different fermenter and aged it over a wood chipped uh, or gin. So wood chips, gin yeah. soaked wood chips. That's right. It so was that lime and gin. gin. Lime. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So we kind of made this lime, uh, lime and tonic beer, uh, tonic and lime. And uh, but the guys and Nathan and Jesse out at First Street are awesome, awesome people, uh, and doing really good things for Hastings. Uh, Hastings, I heard, is actually they, they've already got two breweries. I heard they're open. Uh, yeah, they're, they're opening a third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, uh, I've been to First Street. It's an awesome tap room. I love that tap room. I haven't uh, been to Steeple yet. I have, I have not either. either. And yeah. I'm not sure where the third one's going, but I, there's a third one coming. Yeah. I have some cousins that live out that way. I'm sure he's excited Well, like the that. downtown Hastings area is pretty hip, like mm-hmm. or whatever the word you want to use. Like <laughs> there's a great restaurant right around the corner from First Street. It's called... Oh man, I can't remember what it's called. Problem is, it, I always drink a lot when I go to Hastings. <laughs> yeah, but, it was uh, it was great. They got a really nice cigar bar, bar uh, some other just like divey bars, uh, a great uh, coffee shop, uh, and just the Odyssey. Odyssey. The Odyssey. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Hastings is is kind of a small Lincoln, and it's not as small as you would have thought it was. Yeah. It's a great college town that. I hadn't been there since I was a kid to go out to the museum and stuff. And when we went there last year, yeah. it was a, kind of an eye-awakening uh, it was experience. We super were. fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember going out there when I was a kid to go to the IMAX theater because yeah. that was the closest one. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it was the, the, zoo, the Omaha I'll Zoo. See, yeah. And uh, Kool-Aid Days. Yeah. I was out there. Which First Street's... Uh, neighbor or is it their old it's their neighbor yeah of the brewery is like the original factory factory of kool-aid yeah Yeah. Yeah. i guess i didn't uh it's too busy drinking four ounce (laughs) beers of everything they had there i didn't (laughs) 
but they're no uh, super great people and, and making some really good stuff. Excited to have their yeah, now they're canning the cooler. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's exciting because I mean, the only time I had the stuff was when I was there, and then you guys had it on tap because there wasn't too many places that was carrying, carrying it, it yeah. on now tap, and now they've got cans. They out. just can't. They yeah. rolled out with uh, uh, four beers yep. right off the bit get go here. So. Yep. Awesome. So another local brewery that is packaging their beer for us to to partake in. So yes. we just we talked about Cosmic Eye is going to be here and um, like around the eighteenth. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the week of the eighteenth. Is yeah. what we were yeah. told. So and first streets already out there. Yes. The only unfortunate thing is that our store doesn't get any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. More and more we'll it comes. Put in. a second level in an elevator <laughs> yeah, or something. Well, don't know if you have a whole lot of room to expand the footprint. <laughs> You're just gonna have to keep going up. Yes. It'll be interesting to see what I mean. It'll be interesting to see what happens in 2019 with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, local scene, national mm. scene, regional scene. It'll be it'll be interesting if we start seeing breweries possibly pull out. Yeah, that's of Nebraska. That's something we've talked about on the podcast before. Is is when do we reach a saturation point? Mm-hmm of there's so many choices out there like when is it going to be feasible for breweries not to keep bringing their beer in here i mean because we you know how many people live in this state how many people are actually drinking the craft beer is a fairly small Small, percentage which i mean that percentage can grow but it's at some point you would think that it's not feasible for more breweries to to keep bringing their beer in here. Yeah. Yes and no. It depends on what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, at, even as on a local scene, do you want to be a, a a tap room? There's plenty of room for that. Do you want to be a, a mass to, uh, your beers in every store? We'll see. Uh. And even uh, even on the national, well, like what what Good Life is doing, like it's you have all these splashes, yeah. And I think I think that's going to be a thing that's going to be start coming more and more. Hopefully, yeah, we might get quarterly releases. Quarterly, and like from what it sounds like, Jester Kings might be that way. Yeah. So Jester King is from Austin, Texas. They're an awesome farmhouse brewery, and they just they just dropped what was it. 12 different 12 offerings. Different, yep. Yeah, 12 different offerings and uh but it sounds like they're they're just going to do a every quarter they'll have a new drop, you know, but whatever doesn't get sold will probably sit on our shelves for a little while, mm-hmm. but that stuff's good good farmhouse saisons and sours and Yeah, one well, I was gone for a week but we don't have much for bottles left. No, it's it's getting slim. Slim. There's and, not. There's not a lot and left. I'm pretty sure the distributor's gone. Empty. And, so and I think they're gone. That's, so. that's even better. Is when the distributor doesn't have any. So. Oh, because they're uh, what quality? No. No. Uh, no. Quail. Uh, quail. Quail. That's quail. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I and that's the thing. Like, I don't think Jester King came in here saying, "Hey, we're gonna set the world on fire, and we want, you know." F- whatever 600 600 cases a month month type thing (laughs) it's like how about we just drop it do like you know 300 cases this this quarter and we'll do another 300 next quarter and we'll just keep this rolling and i think that i think and i kind of hope that is going to start becoming a thing yeah 
And you you look at uh, beer compared to the wine world, and uh, you know there's I think twelve thousand plus wineries um, in the United States. I think we're sitting at seven thousand breweries <laughs> already. But uh, but, but I mean, shelf life of wine and beer. Is, that's the, yeah. they're, there's they're a big different, difference. They're different products, uh, and depending on what kind of beer you produce, you might not be able to sell it like wine. The breweries that figure out how to sell beer like wine, because there's when selling beer, there's there's two business plans. You can either sell a lot of beer near you. Or I should say there's three business plans. You can either sell a lot of beer near you. Uh, you can sell a lot of beer everywhere. Uh, or you can try to sell a lot of beer near you and a lot of beer everywhere, everywhere. which is what some of the you know top 50 craft brewers have tried to do by going to nationwide distribu- distribution. Uh, they're the ones that are probably, I see, having the most difficulty in the current environment and it's and it's working kind of but i think they're starting to get some kickback also because it's not just lincoln and it's not just nebraska that the local beer scene is really picking up on there's a lot of i mean almost every state is starting to get into the local beer scene and local beer scenes are pretty strong in a lot of states so yeah well and just like we were just talking hastings yeah you know that until uh, until like two years ago, they had no breweries right. there. Now, now they, they have, have two, two and almost three. three. Yeah. And uh, then we talk about you know my good buddies up in uh, Ord, Nebraska, Scratch Town. Yeah. I mean, before they opened up there, I mean that town was, I mean it was a drive-through town, and now yeah. they've got uh, an event center and hotels and all that. Yeah. A lot of that comes to because of the brewery there. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and and that uh, and. And locally there, I mean, we get scratched down, and they do great, great products. But uh, just locally there, they just are. Oh, well, they're it. they're huge in the, the, in the sand hills in, up in the in their hometown. We went up there this summer, and you guys brewed with them brewed, too, didn't brewed you? Brewed a beer with those guys, and yeah. Stayed up there for a couple, uh, well, one night at, and it was awesome. It was a great time. So, and we just we were talking about you know national brands, and I uh, just grabbed out of the fridge. The Lagunitas, this is uh, the Willitize Coffee Stout that's aged in rye oak barrels. So they're one of those, you know, craft beer breweries, but they're national. Like, they're all over the place. National, and uh, <clears throat> I, I will start with their huge friends of uh, Moran's. <laughs> uh, but depending on who you ask, they're not necessarily craft beer. Uh, oh, well, that's true. They're no longer <laughs> considered craft beer by the uh, um, Brewers Association. Uh, they are 100% owned by Heineken now, but uh, the product that they're producing and the people that they are paying are are still very much craft beer craft beer enthusiasts, I think. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, when I think of Lagunitas and I think locally, I think of uh, Mark Thompson. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a guy that deserves a... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> big. Uh, he's he's somebody that I want to have on here soon too. He's, absolutely, his uh, his involvement with the beer scene locally here is incredible. It's and, pretty huge. And yeah. on top of that, he's it's even really better huge. guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Uh, if it wasn't on, I mean, he's did a lot of stuff. Uh, Mark has been a huge, huge. impact on, uh, on craft, the local scene. Uh, it continues to be every day. I mean, uh, he has a huge impact. But uh, Lagunitas is one of his his biggest uh, 
grabs. Uh, he, he got them. Uh, he was probably instrumental in it, actually. Uh, yes. He's been... I mean, uh, it was... We've, we've, almo- we've almost lost him to Lagunitas in really? the past. Yeah. So, uh, that And uh, there's probably a day in the future where we, we might still lose him to Lagunitas. That, that uh, Lagunitas... Once Lagunitas came here, though, that pickup of Lagunitas, it really changed the Lincoln, Nebraska beer scene because... Everybody saw Lagunitas like, well, Lagunitas is going to Nebraska. Yeah. Shit, we met her. <laughs> yeah. You might want to think about it. And it was huge. And Lagunitas, like, they, he killed it with the launch. Lagunitas and Mark killed it with the launch. And so I think that that was a big game changer there, too. And that was probably what, six? Going on six, six years, years ago, ago probably? Uh, yeah. Whenever you're doing all this stuff, it all, stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all flies. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the launch was an extreme beer fest by some of our uh, uh, people that were good industry friends at um, Beertopia and Infusion, uh, Jim, Jim or uh, Jim, right? Now, Bill, 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 I Bill. To, uh, all these three, four letters, <laughs> yeah. names, Gen X names. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Bill, uh, we were up at a dinner for. Oh yeah. Prior, yeah. the, they used to do extreme beer fest has been a big thing. Yeah, and, uh, the the night prior to they ha- used to do a beer dinner, and uh, once you've gone to extreme beer fest once, it's usually you're enough. probably <laughs> enough. Yeah. The, the beer dinner, beer dinner before was really it was cool. always is always cooler, and uh, yeah. so they did a Lagunitas one, and we had gone up for that. And that man, that must have been six years, six years ago, ago, I guess. <laughs> At least, probably. And we just got to go this last September. We got to do our first Lagunitas skunk train. So I, Eric, I don't know what that is. Eric and I went. It's a, a music festival in uh, north of San north of San Francisco, Willett, California, Willett, California. Yeah. And it's a big music festival that Lagunitas uh, started. One. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, big. Not music big. Thing. Big it's, is not the right word. It's more of a train ride and a Lagunitas lifestyle. Style, yeah. <laughs> yeah, music festival is probably not the right word. So we. Uh, There's music there. What we, what we did was we we flew out of uh, Omaha and. Uh, to San Francisco. To San Francisco, and we landed and we met up with uh, our buddy Clint. Clint from Lagunitas out of Kansas City and. Um, See the guy with the big like dreads? No, no, no. no he's very goatee. Oh, you said he's from Kansas City because I remember at like Barrel Fest there was a guy that came in from California. He had huge dreads and all that. At, yeah, at Barrel Fest he was an awesome. Clint guy. was at Be- Barrel Fest. Though, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we meet up in Kansas City and uh, or in uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco and uh, experience a little bit of town, and then we head north about an hour on good traffic to the brewery and went to Petaluma. And, Which was uh, really sweet. You got a sweet First hand sweet tour of Petaluma. Got to see the original tap room, which is now kind of like a excluded, uh, ex- like a VIP exclusive room. VIP. Exclusive. They do a podcast from uh, up there. Oh, really? Yeah. It's where all the Lagunitas uh, YouTube videos that they do is That's up is, in that room. It's up in that room and... Uh, so anyway, uh, the whole campus, is, and it really is a campus. It's and huge. This brewery was built uh, piece by piece, <laughs> and uh, what what used to be the brewery 
uh, or what used to be the whole brewery is the brew house now. Uh, the fermenters are all outside. Outside because because the, they're giants. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, and they have the the weather for it. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, the canning and bottling is you know across the parking lot in another building and and that kind of thing. Uh, it's still relatively small if you've ever been to St. Louis and gone to Anheuser Busch. Yeah. Uh, still small on, on that size, but you know compared to Zipline, and it's yeah. it's big, huge. Uh, but you could tell that it, it grew uh, piece by piece, and the uh, had a great uh, tap room and restaurant area that also Outdoor, supported amphitheater. Like amphitheater, huge supporters of live music, and that's kind of where the. Travis's reference that Music Fest came from. Because then after that, we headed up north another hour to Willet to a KOA campground, and we camped for two days. We took a train ride with a <coughs> called the Skunk, skunk Train. train. <laughs> uh, the Skunk Train was Has named that before Logan News ever got involved <laughs> with it. just happened to be a good marriage. Because and, <laughs> yeah. yes. the kind of beers that uh, they yeah. remind you of Skunk yes. once in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, not only that, but, I mean, they are huge potheads. Let's let's not beat around the bush. These guys smoke a lot of pot. Uh, Their founder, Tony, uh, in particular, smokes a lot of pot. I mean, that's where undercover shutdown comes from was because they got shut down by the California uh, Liquor Commission because they supposedly were hosting a pot party. Uh, but no one ever sold anything because everybody was giving everything. Yeah, everybody gave it away. So they, they, they in the never, room that we were up there drinking, drinking in. Yeah. So, well, this, this beer is part of the one hitter series. So yeah, you kind of yes. think that they're kind yeah. of potheads. Yeah. <laughs> so then you, you then you get on, you jump on this, you stay in this KOA campground where there's live music, all food. the Lagunitas beer that you want to drink. It's sweet. All the food you want to have, and then you jump on the train the next day and you go up into the redwoods. Where there's another party at the top of the mountain, uh, and you drink more beer, <laughs> eat some lunch, partake in anything that you want to, <laughs> and uh, check out these awesome, gorgeous redwood, redwood. trees, and uh, you know, look at the deer. Yeah, there's. <laughs> yeah, where the deer really yeah. there? They, they, well, yeah. as far as I know. <laughs> Jump back on the train where the live band is like on the train on playing. On the train, yeah. And open like top train, and you, you come back down to this KOA and, and continue uh, to party. Continue and there's party. there's tickets open to public, <laughs> like it's not just like a wow. yeah. industry thing or anything. It's just open, and it's if you're into the craft beer scene and into partying and then doing that, it's awesome. Yeah. Like. I would definitely suggest checking out the Lagunita Skunk Train for sure. And there must have been, oh, uh, you know, a hundred people there, but uh, everybody in that area, uh, we we visited stores into that Lagunita had supported for so many years that uh, that you really felt a connection to Lagunita. So they they've made a connection in, in their neighborhood, and uh, and then that's expanded over the over the country uh, but it was a whole timing thing too you know. so that was in September yeah yeah yep. you would have a lot of fun. Yeah. dude I'd totally suggest it <laughs> and then you're like you could make it like a whole thing it's like right by you you're in wine country 
Uh, no, you, I'm not a big wine drinker, but you can do you can do a lot. So <laughs> we didn't do a whole lot of wine drinking ourselves, but it was pretty cool. And what well, we on the way back uh, from Willet, we stopped and uh, we went to Russian River. Oh wow! And had some beers I love there. Russian River. It was such good beers. It was cool. Uh, I, it was a struggle to drink at <laughs> to Russian keep River. Drinking. But I, I mustered, I think, a one beer down, maybe. <laughs> but it was fun. Well, Lagunese doesn't do a whole lot of sour beers, and Russian River is known for a lot of sours there. So, so no, it was sweet, and I think the I had a uh, an IPA at Russian River. It was <laughs> great, but yeah, it oh, was like a Pliny. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was sweet. I mean, the whole trip was pretty epic, honestly. It was my. We were there on my thirty first. 35th birthday oh, so it was a cool it was a cool birthday party it sounds like an amazing time and one that maybe i should search out for the fridge absolutely guys. this this uh Ties coffee stout is tasting pretty damn good it is drinking great yeah this is a 2018 um i had uh, a couple episodes ago we drank oh it was on a, it was i did a blind tasting on on one of these podcasts and we did, uh, it was like a 2016 High Westified coffee stout. Oh, yes. Lagunitas. And that, it was two, well, so they, that would have been last year. So it was two years ago that we drank it, and it was it was fantastic. The coffee on this is perfect. Uh, the rye barrel notes I really enjoy. That's super good. So um, let me look over here at my... My questions um just kind of back to the the local uh, beer craft beer community mm -hmm. what what is what was the driving force in putting all those craft you know mix and match coolers in and because i mean it just wasn't something that you saw around here is that one of the reasons? Did you guys see it somewhere before, or was it because you guys drank a lot of craft beer and wanted to try different stuff? The main thing was uh, we have about 1,900 square feet to work with. Sure. And that's total. That doesn't have any retail space. Uh, a lot of it was we did see it at, in other locations, and we're like, this is a great idea to, to make this work. And then we're like, and... We don't have the space to do it any other way and all these beers just kept coming so that's when we came up with it like our first mix and match was in a three-door region and we didn't have glides mm -hmm. like you literally had to like fill, front fill it <laughs> and like push it oh, hand pull it forward and neatly put it in there and, sure. and it, it sucked it was awful <laughs> but we made it work and then uh now everything you grab on, the next one slides down. Slides too. down, yeah. <laughs> so we've we've came a long ways in it. So it's been fun. But yeah, that the main the main idea I guess behind it was there were so many and we didn't have the square like cooler door space for it and and it's cooler to try a beer versus buying six beers. Sure. Yeah. I mean, when I buy six beers, I drink one of them and you know, I I either uh, share the rest of them or, or just give them away, you know. I, just, I very rarely drink the same beer twice, so uh, my big thing is just sharing what I got. And 
Unfortunately, I don't have too many IPAs, so that's why we're we're drinking a lot of stouts right now. <laughs> oh, I'm, that's glad, all right. I'm kinda glad that you guys brought an IPA <laughs> with you. Um, because I had four stouts ready to go. Actually three stouts and one uh uh maple scotch ale from Sierra Nevada. So oh, that sounds good too. We might yeah, we could probably get into that here in just a little bit. We haven't gone too long. Yeah, here. we don't have to stay on air to drink. Though, either, <laughs> so. Well, it might get better. <laughs> the uh, yeah, you can always edit out the boring <laughs> stuff and just go straight to the good stuff. No, um, I don't. The fridge guys doesn't edit anything. <laughs> Whatever is said on the podcast, unless I am bribed, otherwise it stays on the airwaves because that's just more work that I don't want to have to do. Yeah. Um. The uh, no, and we were beer guys too. We weren't wine guys. So you guys were. You, uh, I'm guessing you were beer guys. Back when, to your question. Yeah. But um, and so, you know, we kind of looked at it and said, you know, beer's up and coming. And I had spent some of that that time working at Laszlo's and traveling and stuff. And so, uh, we were like, let's just maybe we focus on beer. But you know, we had to do it slowly too because you can't buy so much that uh it all goes bad before it true before it goes so it took a lot of years and uh honestly on the business side of it social media and us hit at the right time uh, craft beer I, I think any brewer will tell yeah. you that social media has played a huge uh role in craft beer in general's uh success well, i mean you, you guys can probably like, you know, craft beer enthusiasts like myself and, and my friends and that that are frequent frequenters at Moran's, when you guys post something that you have that's very limited, you probably see one of us within about 15 minutes of that <laughs> yeah. being posted. Yes. Just I think it was be- 10 minutes last week, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Moran's got this in. <laughs> And, and then I get a text from one of my buddies, like with a picture of it sitting in his uh, car seat next to him. And but yeah, I mean, social media is fantastic for for you guys for for that reason. I mean, I love getting the updates, and it seems like it's a couple times a week now. You know, the new drops and and your guys' pictures where they're now they're sitting on your beautiful bar top. <laughs> yes, and because uh, what. You got, the last one you guys just posted was uh, um, Champ. Yeah, the Champ, the Good Turn. Lemon, uh, lemon Drop. Oh, from uh, what, uh, Zipline. Zipline. Uh, was it the Rosalie? The Rosalie. Yeah. The uh, Mind Haze. Yeah, from. Luponic 12. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to remember uh, what. Uh, I can't remember years as far as when Facebook. You know, switched from that. I think we're all old, old enough to remember <laughs> that at one point you you had to have a a school email in order to be on Facebook. Facebook. I don't know. If you, we, um, maybe what? maybe. No, I I remember. Not like I was I was I was late uh, to the Facebook game. So like, I didn't join it until I had my own business. So yeah, we I, just we just we actually just had this conversation, my wife and I, about it. We were on our way to Omaha on Saturday. Uh, I was like. I'm so glad we didn't have the stupid Facebook and all that. <laughs> She's like, no, I did. I was like, no, you didn't. She's like, no, I did. It was, uh, uh, it was early 2000s. It would have been, tw- I think it was 13 years ago. She, I think she said she got it on, but you had to have a, a college email. Like she had yeah. a UNL email. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and so like, so when we first opened, like, I don't, I don't think Facebook. It was a thing because I remember it being a thing at my previous job, but I, I hadn't. <laughs> you don't have to wear. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't partake in it because I wasn't a college student. <laughs> and and uh, so anyway, long story short, it it started opening up, and uh, we kicked off. Uh, Moran's on it for a little while, but it was just the two of us working, and it was a lot of work. It still is a lot of work to so you guys do most of the posts. So just, still? try to, but try. we do have a third person that uh, yeah. helps us out with it. Uh, well, I think we started on MySpace, right? Well, we had a MySpace, yeah, and uh, so know. anyway, we <laughs> we we. Yeah, I bet you still have a it, I'm sure we <laughs> still do have one, yeah. Yeah, and I think it played the beer barrel poker, poker yeah. on MySpace when you, because there wasn't smartphones at the time, uh-huh. you, you would only pull it up on a desktop and some music would start playing. But anyway, <laughs> but I remember we, we, we tried it a few times and then finally, after like a two-year break, I remember making the first post of, Hey, we're gonna try this again, and uh, for some reason Ryan Crimpen comes to mind because he had just gone to this like seminar and stuff. Anyway, uh, we're gonna try this again, and then it just it caught on. It finally it got big enough that it had caught on. Then I, and then it, we just kept growing it. And, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. I, and I wish like, not as many people knew about it. Then I could, <laughs> don't have to get yeah. down there so and <laughs> If you go, because you know you can go back in like history in your Facebook, you're like, we're we're pretty shitty, it's like <laughs> shitty at posting, like like how we would post it and like how you would co- like write your comments sure. on it and stuff. Or like, I mean, we're not great at it now, but we're a hell of a lot better than we were six years right. ago or whatever it was. But no, I I and well, and it's not only Facebook. You guys also have the Instagram account that you guys post on, and it all shares over to the Twitter yeah. as well. So, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> it's all it's all out there for people to consume and find what new crazy ass beers you guys have in store. Yeah, and then you're also an untapped, verified tap room. Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, there's people out there that don't know Untapped. I've talked about it on this podcast plenty of times because I am on Untapped all the time. I'm always posting what I'm drinking on Untapped and sharing it to my Twitter page, and people think that I definitely have a drinking problem. But <laughs> sometimes I'm, I'm posting at 8.30 in the morning just because I forgot to do it last night. But, um, what, what is awesome is when we sit there at that tap room, I can check into the beer that I'm drinking, and then my picture is up on your screen yes. for everybody to see until somebody comes in and drinks four beers, and I'm off. <laughs> of yes, yeah, no. Uh, Untapped has been a uh, a fun product for uh, beer lovers to enjoy, and it it's cool because it can be enjoyed at so many different levels. You can use it just purely to find beers. You could. Uh, keep track of your own beers and not share. Uh, you can keep track of your beers and share, and you can find other beer Just, drinkers on it. Yeah. yeah, and you can see what you guys have on your menu because yes. that's how I know. You know, I have it set up so it alerts me every time you guys tap a new cake. So sometimes I'm getting alerts multiple times a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then also when you guys have new. Uh, 
Do, do you also have it set up to how many what beers you have in the store too or not? Uh, no. no, we don't. Because there's do some that. some com- there's some yeah. places that, yeah. that do that. Yeah, that we, would uh, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be overwhelming if you followed. Yeah, I mean, us that and way. if you followed us, you would just get. I mean, it, it's every every honestly every day we're probably getting two new beers. Well, in some days we might post that, and then in two hours we no longer have. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, gone. They, yeah, be gone. <laughs> it's true, like Canteon when they, we had that. Yeah, social media is. Uh, Technology in itself has been been pretty sweet, honestly. Well, especially, I mean, you've been doing, you've been working in this building since you were 19 years old. Yeah. (laughs) And you've seen, I'm I'm sure you have stories that I would love to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Some we won't talk on a podcast, (laughs) but uh, no, it's crazy. Like when I, when I, when I, my first day of working for Cheryl when I was 19, I had a, 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 a spreadsheet, a got it was an awful spreadsheet, but you had to memorize every price. So like you had this price, <laughs> there wasn't like a, a you know barcode thing. You were hand typing it into a into a cash register, like ninety nine nine plus tax, seven forty eight plus tax, and you you're just doing that. And you, I knew every six pack price, I knew every twelve pack price, I knew eighteen pack price. Which was a total of 40 products. Which was 40, yeah. But it's the same thing, though. It's like when you were growing up, we didn't have, like, you can probably still, you probably still know your best friend's parents' phone number. I don't know. Dane, I don't even know how old you are, actually. There's there's people out there that do. uh, Like, I still know my best friend's parents' phone number. Like they, I didn't have all that stuff. No, I I uh, did too, but I don't. It's There's, I have too much beer to drink to remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's still just crazy how how far technology has come, just in the in the, in the the industry of uh, oh, yeah. a liquor store. Yeah, the yeah the amount of of uh, connectivity that you guys have with your customers when they're not in yeah. the tap room is yeah. is incredible. And and it, just like when I was talking about earlier, like, you know, I follow you guys on Facebook and I follow you guys on Untapped, and you guys always have events going on. You're always doing a tap. Like today, what were you guys were doing? Green, green flash. flash tapping, and uh, yeah, Jeff came Jeff, down. Jeff was down from from Ooh. Green Flash and, and talking to your customers and hanging out and and what are you guys going to be doing? Green Flash Tuesdays or something like that? Uh, yeah, for first, a while? First, the first Tuesday, Tuesday of every month. Month for a while, yeah, we. Uh, Tuesdays are also our, our trivia night, but uh, we've been having a lot of success success with uh, some food pairings on Sundays, and I think you'll see that from us. Yeah, you guys just did the bourbon, <laughs> bourbon county, county and, and bread uh, pudding. Bready pudding yeah. yeah, I know. I I uh, wanted to get down there, but that was a football game, and I had a big share to get to. Yeah, but how did that? Because uh, what Patrick's uh, Patrick's Wife, better yeah. half yes. was the one who made yes. that bread pudding. Uh, uh, it was delicious. Delicious, as usual. <laughs> Anna doesn't, uh, she usually, there's not usually too many misses with Anna. Yeah. Except but, for uh, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he listens to this. He won't listen this far. No, we love you, <laughs> The, uh, no, but the, the reason for that is because, uh, for the customer, we want to get closer to them and we want to, uh, we want to give them something special to come into, but uh, 
and the customer wants that. It it really like I said earlier, it's all consumer driven. Oh yeah. Uh, the customer wants special stuff. And we, so we so we just talked about Bourbon County and we're talking about customers. My favorite day of last year was probably the ticketed Bourbon County share that you guys did. Yeah, yeah that was sweet. That was in a it was a complete, <laughs> completely amazing the amount of beers that you guys had sellered from Bourbon County and then allowing us customers to bring in our own stuff that you know, the Tom and Andy Clements, they're crazy, yeah. yes. crazy Bourbon County guys, so they've got everything that's been ever known to man out there, but uh, that was that was a fantastic event, and I was hoping that we were going to do it again. Uh, the year, yeah, well, the year's not over yet. <laughs> a, we just got started on a new one, I guess, so uh, we have a lot of ideas coming up that we want to do. There's... We have a there's a pretty big, there's a decent sized basement at Moran's and there's a lot of stuff down there so yeah I think we uh, we want to start doing it here in the future uh, some more events some like more, that more of those ticketed uh, events for mm-hmm. for a small amount I mean because what do we have like we I probably had like fifteen to nineteen people in there yeah twenty is about the twenty is about twenty the is where it's because yeah that's twenty is like comfortable but still pretty packed yeah hopefully everybody showered that day so yeah. Yeah. that's that's good to hear though uh, yeah that was one of my favorite days of all of last year is we all got together we had an amazing share but uh i mean you guys just went above and beyond with with what you guys had to to bring to that uh that event for everybody so the uh cheers to you guys yes, thank you cheers yeah well yeah. cheers one of the uh questions i was sitting over here thinking though is as you said, you you get around and drinking in different places and stuff. What what do we need to know that's going on that we're not thinking of? Like, is there events that you'd like? Is there is there is it a bottle share that everybody likes to do? Is what, a, what's going on with the community that we should be? No, I I I mean I I've said it before that you guys were the the, the pioneers, but you guys are also you know. Not not only you know the pioneers, but also evolving throughout this whole community and this whole scene, and and stuff like that. That that share that we did for people was was amazing, and it just more stuff like that for the, for those hardcore fans. I mean, you guys have everything to offer for all of the community, but for those hardcore beer enthusiasts like myself and a lot of people that might probably listen to this that are huge craft beer enthusiasts. We, we'll probably have some listeners that I know I've had uh, guests on here before that don't know anything about craft beer, and they appreciate this podcast because they learn something new every time that, that they listen to this. Um, so I, I wouldn't say there's anything different that you guys need to do. You guys are doing great toy already what you're, what you're doing, and I want you guys to keep doing which You guys just added the whole um, drink anything out of our our establishment in the back now which is absolutely incredible there's not a bar in this state that has more to offer than you guys do when it comes to the selection and now you can drink any of that back there so kudos to you guys thank Thank you thanks for that but yeah no i mean we're always trying to listen to what people are talking about and what's going on and you know 
not only here but all over the country and seeing what's what other people are doing i mean that's where the the growlers came from I mean, that was huge uh in the west coast and in texas and, and different places yeah we went, when we when we did that we both went on some vacations and we're like well while we're there we better like we had this plan you know to do this and let's let's go check out some stuff i think i think eric went to texas and i went to florida and i went to yeah, we checked out some different places in Texas and Florida, and what on our travel, you know, some travels that we've done. And there was a lot of, a lot of those ideas came from some of that stuff. So, well, and yeah, you bring out so the growlers, the the growlers is something that's been going on in the industry for a while. Lots of brewers are filling growlers. Crowlers, on the other hand, the thirty-two ounce cans that are sealed in. Just like a regular 12, 16-ounce can. I didn't know what those were until you guys were doing them, yeah. really. I mean, I, when I think of Crowlers, I think of Moran's, or I think of Boiler, because they're the only people that were doing them when they first got going. Sure. Well, the inventor of them uh, was uh, the inventor of craft beer in a can, Oscar Blues. Uh, huh. Oscar Blues was the first ones to do it. They worked with the Ball Corporation, the can, and uh, they worked with... Uh, I don't remember the exact name of the the maker, but sorry, uh, it was a, a tabletop or a countertop canning machine for the uh, food canners. People that like to yeah. can their uh, pears and their pickles, uh, pickles and, and that kind of thing. And uh, they took it and they adapted it to this thirty-two ounce size that. Uh, that Oscar Blues had worked with Ball to make. Uh, since then, there's been some other players in the market, but uh, the uh, the Crowler itself was made by and copyrighted by uh, Oscar Blues, but they said that anybody could use it as long as that the, they gave credit to Oscar Blues. So the Crowler was born, and I think that was not too terribly long ago. Long ago. Like, uh, see, we it'll be three years. Probably like maybe five, five years, years ago, ago at, yeah. the, at the most hmm. that they they've started changed, doing. They've changed some caps in in uh, their time. in that in that time, but their tap room. Uh, how they how they cap it? They've changed it a little bit, but uh, well, and that's not a. You don't have to have it that way. There's a lot of things going there's on there. A, there's a couple different kinds of uh, canners that I've seen out on yeah. the market. Yep. Just here in Lincoln, yeah. there's a few. Yeah, there's ones. the Dixie. There's the Oscar Blues. We have the Dixie. Uh, the Oscar Blues. I don't know the name of the Oscar Blues version. It's just, sure. That's the same one that uh, like White Elm and Poor has, I yeah. think. No, no. That's uh, the October Fest. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. The uh, uh, Boiler has the Oscar Blues. Oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. And White Elm has the Oscar Blues. No, or not White Elm, not uh, First Street. Oh yeah, First Street has the Oscar Blues. Like those, uh, that was a game changer in in the large format beer for me. Oh yeah, like well, the specialty draft beer to go is really. What yeah, it that's was. where yeah. That, that's where it came down to. Yeah, it was. Uh, like I come in and get a six pack, and then like, well, you know, I really liked that, but twelve ounces wasn't enough. Like, oh, now I get two pints. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Sometimes I'll uh, shotgun one. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> See how much I have to drink that night. 
but it also stays fresh for a long, long ass time. time. And yeah. depending on what beer you get, yeah, I've got crawlers in my fridge uh, that are over a year old, and they're and, and they're still fine. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're still good. I, yeah. I I think the oldest crawler I ever drank was probably fourteen months old. Yeah, and that was a Bourbon County, like a twenty sixteen or something like that. And open it up, it was fresh as the day it was yeah. when it was put I mean, in there. You like those big old stouts. Oh, yeah. uh, those are going to hold up in there. Uh, you know, the IPA the is, IPA not, so is not so much. Yeah, but Super Juice is meant to be drank right Right now. away. Like, like, oh, yeah. It, it wasn't produced to be saved. I've got a epic blackout stout in a crowler that's going to sit probably like for five years because that'll <laughs> never go bad. No, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. On its way out again. It is it's yeah. about to come out again. Here, yes. I think it comes out close to Omaha Beer Week because Omaha Beer Week it's, is here in a couple this weeks. Week, right? Next week or something. It starts the 16th and yeah. goes to the 23rd, 24th, something uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Omaha is going to have a, a whole lot of events coming up soon um, for for celebrating craft beer in the Omaha area. A lot of Omaha breweries that that we talk about, and at some point in time, um, I'm going to get up there and. And uh, take the podcast on the road because it's easier for me to go up there for the, than for those guys to come down here. But just last week, uh, I don't know. Have you guys ever been to Casual Pint up in Omaha? I have not. I, have not. I do know of them, but I yeah. have not been So there. Uh, Casual Pint took the brew bus down uh, to White Elm, and I had David, the the owner of Casual Pint. He he came on and, and talked about it, and it's a place that I go all the time. It's just kind of like... It reminds me of Moran's, but in Omaha, because they they have 30 taps that are rotating there, but they also have a huge cooler that we can drink out of as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they have as many beers as you guys do, but they they have a good amount. And it's I just love that whole aspect, and luckily that law was passed that, yes. uh, that allowed yeah. us to do that here. Yeah. The, the one thing that we uh, have tried to maintain is that uh we are still a liquor store with this like oh, yeah. divey feel <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean we definitely we make the feel happen <laughs> you know, yeah, our, so, our nice really, our nicest part of a, the building is our tap room yeah, it's like that's true the <laughs> tap room's pretty it's actually pretty legit it's really but the the bottle shop side it's really been there since 1960. 60. Yeah. And like Lagunitas, it's been pieced together. <laughs> yeah. We've slowly pieced it together. I remember coming in there before the tap room, and we were doing tastings just in the yeah. the middle we part. We did. The little yeah. part of there. Yeah. Like, what the and, hell is this? Yeah. Just and, drinking out of Dixie fucking plastic cups. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and we'd have those... Uh, we did like cheese pairings. We used to do all yeah. sorts of shit up there. Those regulars that would come in that would be have no idea what you were trying to experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we and rather some, than try to explain to them, it was easier just to give, give them, them their some, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Get them out the door. Yeah. <laughs> and we we and along those lines, we've uh, changed the. Well, store actually, now. we've the whole store has changed dramatically in the last oh, yeah. five years. We we kicked a bunch. We've not did I. We eliminated a bunch of uh, beers that brought on some problem customers. Customers, yeah. sure. Uh, it's been actually a which has been a bless like blessing, this, yeah, huge blessing. Like our our clientele 
Are you talking about you don't carry Steel Reserve anymore? Is yes. that what Correct. you're saying? Exactly. Yes. Uh, Steel Reserve, Hurricane, Milwaukee's Best Ice. Yeah. Uh, none of that is carried. Uh, but but for the, the people out there that aren't necessarily into craft beer, you guys still carry... We still carry all the, the other... domestics. Domestics. Oh, yeah, we and got we, plenty of Ultra and Bud Light and Miller Light. Yeah, yeah. we still carry uh, all for that. For all those mother-in-laws out there, they yeah, still have yeah. Michelob Ultra. Oh, yeah, and we got the Trulies and the everything. And then, in fact, we're looking to expand all those more popular uh, big beer offerings. Uh on that side but what we don't carry is the we don't what we don't have to carry anymore i should say sure is the uh don't have the mickey's 40s anymore is, or? The, is the cheap stuff <laughs> yeah we don't we, we've illuminated a lot of the 40s a lot of stuff it's and, and it's uh, slowly getting further and further away that, that well, and as, as that. all the craft beer comes in i mean you guys only have so many doors you know, so much self so space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you want to uh, take a little bit more of that? Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, oh, all because all of that. the support of uh, of our neighbors. So we. So we didn't even talk about this. I so the last two beers, I that Lagunitas Coffee Stout. I open. I bought that at your establishment, Moran's. And I also got this one, the Sierra Nevada Trip in the Woods. This is the Barrel Age series. They're maple scotch, scotch style ale brewed with maple syrup and aged in bourbon barrels. Pretty tasty beer. Yeah, it sounds it's a great beer. Nice, nice, little, it's really good, yeah. nice little change. I mean, it's not stout, yeah, but it's still a, a big barrel aged beer, but yeah. nice little change yeah, up. This is. Good. Only 9.8%. Actually, the same percentage that we started with, with Crossrain. I don't remember what year two... Year two is like 16%. <laughs> and then... Uh, Hence. <laughs> yeah. Explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I still got a lot of year two in cans. I was able to get about two two cases of that this year. Uh, that beer won't go bad. No. <laughs> well, um, we're... See, we're about almost about an hour and forty in here, so I like to keep these right around that hour and a half to two hour mark. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming in. Oh yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely, coming thank you very and, much and drinking some beers with me and and uh, hanging out and and let me uh, get to know a little bit more about the Moran. So, last question: the Morans? Yes, <laughs> it's our grandmother's maiden name and the our grandmother was the one that worked at the liquor store for 15 years something like that about, your dad's mom third, our dad's mom yep she worked at cheryl's, cheryl's. yep and but her maiden name is moran yeah and, and she's irish yeah yeah that's the three leaf clover yeah and the the clover kind of represented uh Myself and Travis and Dad. And Dad. And yeah. She taught us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She was a pretty right. awesome, pretty awesome gal. Yeah. We we've been blessed with lots of great grandparents, but uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> she was one of the. She was actually the one that almost lasted the longest. One of the ones that lasted the longest, but uh, she came from a uh, her Irish father had a dairy, and uh, in Valparaiso and. Uh, so that she grew up delivering milk to uh, to 
customers and uh, a dairy farmer, especially back then, it, it was much like owning a retail store. You <laughs> always had to be involved yeah. uh, in both uh, milking and, and delivering. And then uh, that's kind of the farm that our dad grew up on. And then his dad got involved in the distributing business. And she was very much a, 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 a customer-oriented person. person. Uh, I remember being a kid and and living in the small town that they had their liquor store in, and we'd go to the grocery store, and uh, as we were picking out meat, the guys in the meat department would say, hey, Doc, what's up? <laughs> and I'm, you know, 10 years old, and I was like, Grandma, why do they keep calling you Doc? And she's like, oh, they think I give them their medicine. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, and so then uh, we grew up in that atmosphere, and then they... Uh, sold their liquor store and she moved up here and started working at Cheryl's where dad was already working and uh, so it was we thought that it was fitting that uh, we'd call it Moran's and it, the the Irish theme and the shamrock all went together and it sounded better than bombs yeah <laughs> bombs liquor store <laughs> Moran's liquor store mm-hmm. we went with Moran's that's right. Well, that's Eric and Travis Baum. That's what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I I love it, and and it feels like ever since you guys opened up the tap room, did you guys change the logo just to, or just maybe the font it's been, of it? It's a been bit? constantly changing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our first one was pretty god awful. <laughs> uh, everything yeah. everything about Moran's was pretty. <laughs> Pretty, uh, where we were young, dumb, and just ready to roar, <laughs> and uh, and uh, didn't think about a lot of things. But so we've we hope we feel like we've come a long ways oh, on no. some of our uh changes throughout logos, store, all all across the board. Uh, so like, I uh, my wife still, I have some when we first started, I was 21, so I had a volleyball team because i still had time to play volleyball <laughs> at a bar uh it wasn't even around when we first bought the store no we just started dating yeah. we were just yeah That's we just started crazy. dating yeah. and uh we had an inter- intramural soft or uh, volleyball team and i was like i still have that shirt <laughs> and it's awful the sh- <laughs> it's like why we tried to sell that <laughs> Oh, I so much want to see that shit. <laughs> you need to take a picture of and it. You're and you're like, God, why is that a thing? And then, it, like, today, it's like, I feel like we have some pretty sweet shirts. Oh, yeah. So, what does it say? Providing the good life with good beer? Is yes, that what yes. the back yeah. of the, the sweatshirt yeah. say? And, yeah. And then the newest one, uh, you know, because we have a, a new coach, <laughs> coach with the last name of Frost, with the frost the frosty yeah. beer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. I know, because I buy all those damn shirts, too. Because they're catchy. You would not buy this shirt. (laughs) No, I would buy it because I want to support you guys, because I love what you guys do for the community and what you do for the local craft beer scene. We appreciate it all, man. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for having us here tonight. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for coming in. Um, You can find this podcast, um, if you want to listen to other episodes, on I have a new website. It is uh, fridgeguys.beer. Um, that's where all my podcasts are hosts. Um, I have a Twitter. Uh, it's at fridge, underscore, un- at fridge underscore guys is uh, my Twitter. 
I'm uh, I'll probably make a Facebook page for it here pretty soon and really I I I share all the same stuff on my Instagram it's just at Dane Patton and I all I post on there is what I drink and it's kind of a problem but um, <laughs> I'll post I'll post this website or this uh, this podcast on there as well and uh, at three beers later is uh, my good buddies three beers later dot com they uh, they host uh, my website and they host uh, host this podcast for me so I want to give a shout out to them also I will be so they aren't recording this week so this will be the only podcast you hear locally from from the three BL media empire but I will be showing up to episode sixty nine of the three beers later podcast. Coming out uh, February 11th is when we're going to record that, so it'll probably come out on that late late that night. I'm going to bring a shitload of beer to that <laughs> podcast. We're going to have a lot of people. It's episode 69. It's going to get crazy, um, but uh, the fridge guys are going to show up and bring a lot of beer and, and share it with everybody. So uh, look out for that. Uh, this should be out tomorrow night. And uh, thank you guys for showing up. Thank you for bringing some beer. Thank you for drinking some beer with me. Thank you for everything that you do for our community. Um, we'll, I'll still be uh, patronizing you guys, and hopefully a few more people will do that after listening to this. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yep. <laughs>